It's snacking and get cracking with a snack that packs a protein punch. Pistachios are known for their protein power, fiber, and better for you unsaturated fats for a combination that may help you keep feeling fuller longer. Wonderful Pistachios is a good source of protein with zero gill. Each one ounce serving has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. I love that they come in a variety of sizes and flavors, making this the perfect protein snack for any on-the-go adventure. Check out wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more about how these little green wonders can power up your day. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome back, everyone. This is the Low Track Podcast. This is the NCAA Indoor Preview Edition. I am Kevin. He is Gordon. Some say this is Gordon's favorite episode of the year. Yes. One of the favorite episodes. I love... I'm just keeping the bit going. Yeah. Well, no, this isn't a bit, though. This might be my favorite episode. Oh, really? Because I I genuinely enjoy doing mass predictions where I predict like 40 different winners. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's like having a big bet card for like March Madness and he's like, or like college football season. He's like over that under here mm-hmm. point spread there. And this is like, all right, women's triple jump. What do you got? Men's long jump. What do you got? That reminded me we didn't recap over unders. So we might need to make a late addition to the rundown and we didn't set. Cause we're not doing a Friday show. Cause you're going to be gone. Well, we don't, we can, you want to skip it this we week? We can skip it. I mean, well, it, we'll have it's two. an ongoing thing. We're going to be doing well, this for an entire year. But we have two. One is Gordon thinks the women's 400 runner will run faster than Femke Bull did, well, winner. And he thinks the men's 400 winner will run faster than Carson Warholm did at Euros. That, so so th- th- we'll just use those two. Hold on. No, we'll wait, 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 wait. Those weren't official over-unders. Well, what are that those? That was just like in mid-podcast mon- conversation. Monetary bets. Yeah, sure. It's those. either that or I want my $1,200. Twelve hundred dollars. I dropped it down from four thousand from Monday show. I just think those two bets were not part of the official over under presented by, you know, Mitchell, uh, Michelob Ultra. Or nobody, something. nobody. Um, but no, you're gonna win those. So that's why we're gonna take those Thank off the you. board. Thank pre- you. Okay, so we're not gonna do, we're not gonna review over unders then. We'll no, pick it up next week. We're gonna pick it up next week. All right. Today's all. I would rather. I would rather put all of these. 40 picks that we're about to make no, it's silly. on the over-unders. Those are not those are picks, not over-unders. All right, we're going to go through every event. Well, they could be over-unders, over-unders, zero place, whatever. Every event, will spend a little bit of time at least on all of them, right? Fair enough? Yeah. Is There's there any, a lot of events. Is there anything else happening this weekend besides NCAAs? In our world, no. Okay. We're talking NCAA indoors. Let's start first with the women's 60. Julian Alfred 
she just owns the all-time list in the women's 60. She's a monopoly on the women's 60 all-time list. Ran 697 this year, but she's broken the collegiate record multiple times. The only question that remains, Gordon, can she cap it off with an indoor title? What do you think? You, you said the only question remains if she can cap it off with an indoor title? You think that's the question? The question people go into this race is, will she win? Do you think so? What's the question? Oh, you want it. The question isn't, will she win? The question is, will she get will, The question is, will record? she like flirt with the world record? What does flirt with the world record mean? How close do you need to be to flirt with so the world record? So flirting with records means you're within about a .03 range. If you're .03 away from world record, that's a flirt. If you are .02, that means you're kind of you're hitting on hitting on that world record pretty hard. If you're .01, you're making a big move, mm. and then if you're .00, you're in. I got a secret. Flirting does not mean any of that. When someone says flirting with a world record, it's analyst speak. Okay. Right. It's commentator speak for not wanting to go all the way. Uh, we don't want to like say, oh, that this person's going to break the world record. This person's not going to break the world record. We, we say they're going to flirt with the world record. I mean, we don't want to put ourselves all the way out there and say that they're going to get this time. So we, we hedge our bets. It's a big, it's a gigantic hedge is what it is when someone says flirting with the world record, scaring the world record, all those terms like that. It's just a hedge. I don't think she's going to, I said at the end of the year, hey, maybe What's Albuquerque. What's the world record again? 692. And she's around 697. She's around 697. On the entry list, it's listed at 699 because that's the seed time based on running at altitude. But she's around 697. I think, can she move to number two all time? Can she top Aaliyah Hobbs' 694? Yeah, I think she's going to meet the world record halfway. Okay. You know, 692. She's 697. What's the halfway point? 694. 694.0. It'll be 694.5, so then it'll get round up to 695. She runs 695, wins it. Boom. That's what's going to happen. That's my prediction. Yeah. All right. Other people we should look out for in this race? Is there anybody else you think could be a potential sleeper? Any the, team race implications here? Um, I mean, other than other, Alfred? Other Texas runners also scoring. They have Davis and Abba in there, but Arkansas is not really, Florida isn't really here. Arkansas is not really here. This is just a world record watch. Not really a team battle type event. And also an all-time top 10 watch because between the prelims and the finals, remember, she can get two more spots on the all-time list. There's yeah, two more opportunities. And if you're thinking Bowerman, never too early to think about Bowerman. She's going to make her case. Sure. <laughs> you were going to say it's never too early to think about Bowerman. All right, so we're both going Alfred. I'm going Julian Alfred. You're going Julian Alfred. Number two seed is Samira Moody, who's almost a – Full 10th back there, 707. Rosemary Chukwuma of Texas Tech. Uh, I think it's more likely she spot. false starts than gets second. You think as long as she's in the race at 10 meters, she's, she's going to win? It, yeah. Five meters, in. one meter. One meter in. That's all That's all you need to Call know. It. Gordon is going to turn off the TV. I'm gonna, yeah. Or actually, you'll be there. You're going to yeah. turn around. I'm going to turn around. I'm going to be like, like Steph, Steph Curry shooting the threes. I'll be like, guns off. All right, she's in. She won the hot the tweet. Go like to put your hand up. Should I tweet? Her congrats, like right when the gun goes off. So then on the timeline, they're like, whoa, flow track, first to report. That would be more bold if the race didn't take seven <laughs> seconds because I don't think people will be able to differentiate that. You should do it in an 800, I think. 
Well, think about Texas SID. They probably have the graphic made, right? We talked about we that talked before. About been Hardest it. job in SID for indoor track is Texas. This because they winter. said to refresh the graphic. Yeah, I guess maybe easiest job. Do you think Texas Clay actually? actually Clay Clay you know, they went to like their Twitter updater, and they probably already pre-scheduled the tweet. It's probably already written out, already in the post. Yeah. They go, they're going six seconds after seven o'clock or whatever happens. Mm-hmm. So they already have the tweet. Depends what their workflow created. is, but yeah. All that, right. That'll be kind of wild. Watch out for it. All right. Fast times. We predict. That's a hell of a preview. I mean, there's, it's no, it's not real race. It's just, it's Alford show. So let's talk about a real race, which is the women's 200. Where we get to see Jillian Alford again. She's going to come back. And this is the race, this is the time that's really surprised me this year. We knew she was good at the short sprints, but being able to do it in the 200 was a nice surprise. But she's going up against Favre Ophelia, and we know how good Favre Ophelia has been. Seed times, slight edge to Alfred, experience in this event over the last two years and success in the event over the last two years, you'd give that to Ophelia. What do you think? Yeah, Ophelia's kind of a weird situation here because obviously she's the best 200 meter runner going into the season Mm -hmm. and she's run sub 22 outdoors and though she's had a few kind of dud races like i'm looking at her t-first page she got sixth in the sec 60 that's a 60 though you the 200s have been good 200s have been on point yeah but like she's not run she's not we're talking about the 200 we're not talking about the 60 i know i know we're not talking about the 60. But I do think if you're not putting up great 60s, it could affect your 200. I mean, Abby Steiner wasn't... What did, what did Abby Steiner run at the SEC 60 what, before she went on to... No, this is a... You've turned the conversation backwards Okay, to last Abby year. Steiner, when she went on to win the 200, <clears throat> yeah, at, she got third at the SEC 60. I'm going to blow your mind, though, Gordon, and say some 200-meter champions don't even run the 60. What would you What would you think if I said that? Who? There's been all sorts of them. Like of who? 200-meter runners. Who? I didn't anticipate that yeah, follow-up. Yeah, I didn't think I would get you there. <laughs> um, let's see. Let's go back a couple of years. Uh, the, okay, I'll go to the, the famous A&M year. Did Gabby Thomas or Ashley Henderson run the, two, uh, run the 60 that year? At NCAA's yeah, 2018. Thomas T first. I don't think they ran the 60. I, I think, think. Uh. I think I'm right. I don't know. A bunch of years ago, but I just remember it because I was there. So wait, she ran a 200. What year? 2018. NCAA. Oh yeah, she ran the 60. She got 12th. Okay. In the prelims at NCAA's. Yeah. So she ran the 60. Okay. What about Ashley Henderson? <laughs> I think didn't Henderson end up. Running, she was number two, right? Ashley Henderson. I think she did run the sixty. Now that I think about it, did she run the sixty? Yeah, yeah she, she ran did. the sixty yeah. as well. Yeah, yeah. Everyone, all the two hundred runners run the sixty. All right, all right. Ophelia, I'll make your pick. Then you go, Alfred. I'm going Ophelia. No, I'm going Ophelia. Okay, great. All right, thank you. I just think it's I interesting. I think Alfred has a chance to lose. Right. I, I think, I mean, Ophelia has a chance to lose. It's not a, it's not as much of a lock as I thought it would be going into the season. That's all I'm saying. Alfred running well has kind of made me think, oh, I feel like I could lose. All right. Women's 400, to me, this might end up being the race of the entire meet because you have Diggs and Edeleke who both broke the collegiate record in their conference meets. Diggs ended up running faster. And then you have Britton Wilson there who's seated sixth, but 
She's the ultimate wild card, has spent most of the season running 800s. She's a four-meter hurdler. She's run some fast quarters, though. She's run some really fast four-by-four splits. You called it a three-person race, which I think is fair, but there's also you know, a huge team element here between Florida, Texas, Arkansas in the mix. Arkansas has five women in this event. Six, six women. Oh, sorry, six. My apologies. Six of the 16 they should win the four by four. Just a side note. I don't want to get ahead of myself. But I think I'm going to go with Diggs. I'm going to go with Diggs here. Yeah, it just makes too much sense to go with Diggs. However, though, if it's not Diggs, I think it's Wilson. I know Adelecki is like, you know, she broke the. Did she break the. Was that a collegiate record at the time? Yeah. Yeah. She broke the collegiate record for like. She had it for like 20 minutes. Two hours. Yeah. Two hours. Uh, and she's running well. She gives me a little a Thing Mo vibe with her very like long stride. and But I don't know. I think it's all going to come down to who's in the right um, heat because it's a two-section final. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be interesting. Like if it's Diggs and Adeleke in one and Wilson in the other, yeah, I think that might help Wilson. If it's Diggs and Wilson – Mm-hmm. And at elect, I think whoever isn't with the other person, yeah, might win. So I think the goal is going to be to be in your heat by yourself. If all three are in the same heat, then that's chaos. If Wilson wins it, are we going to see every four hundred meter runner next year just run eight hundreds for most of the season? Yeah, because normally you'd think four hundred meter runner if they're going to go off distance indoors, they're going to run two. Yeah, you don't think, hey, let's throw them in, in the, in the eight hundred, maybe even outdoors. There's a lot of four hundred meter runners probably. Crossing their fingers, hoping that doesn't become a reality. I, I think it's going to be a, a great race. Maybe the record goes down again. Even if it doesn't, I still think it's awesome because you have um, three absolute stars minimum uh, on the track for this event. It is because Wilson lost her teammate, Rosie Fong. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. But Wilson also ran that like – Incredible 400 hurdle, 400 double SECs outdoors. Yeah. yeah. You think that she's, you know, she ran well. You know what? Let's have some fun. I'm going Wilson. You going Diggs? Yeah, I'm going to go with Diggs. That's probably the right pick, but I want to have something to cheer for. I'm going to cheer for Wilson to win it. Women's 800. This one's exciting, too. Got a heavy underclassman presence in that top three. Roisin Willis, freshman. From Stanford's run sub two this year. Michaela Rose, sophomore from LSU. And then Juliet Whitaker, another freshman from Stanford, two flat, 32. Is it between these three years or somebody else who you think could win it? Sarah Hendrick. I think she's a wild card. She ran pretty well outdoors. Um, the top returner from outdoors is Emojin Barrett. From mm-hmm. Florida. She was fourth outdoors. Fifth outdoors was Sarah Hendrick. So it's kind of interesting that Hendrick you know, went out really fast, if I remember. Or was that that indoors? was indoors, yeah. which went out wild, wild fast. And then sixth outdoors. So the top three returners from outdoors was Barrett from Florida, Hendrick from Kennesaw State, and Valerie Tobias mm-hmm. from Texas. So we also have Claire Seymour, who ran really well indoors yes. last year. Remember, she got second mm-hmm. indoors. So that's a factor. But then you have the newcomer. Like it's it's the new people who have don't have any NCAA championship experience 
in Willis, Rose, and Whitaker, yeah, who are the top three. Will that matter? Will it matter? Is it going to be? This is going to be ultimate regular season time versus championship experience. Yeah, what trumps what? Well, and I think the 800 is one of those races where it really matters because you got to manage your effort through the round as well too, and get there to the final. So I'm going to go Rose of Me? LSU. Rose did beat Willis by two seconds in January. Yeah. So long time ago now, but still, I'm going to go. I'm going to go Rose ahead of the, the two freshmen, but they've been running amazing for Stanford. What's your pick? I don't know. Well, we got to get to like 36 more events, so we need to get some Whitaker picks. Whitaker and Willis. Who uh, had a better, like, who was, like, beating who when they were in high school? <laughs> like, because they were together, like, you know what I mean? Like, a, Yeah, I don't have their all-time head But, like, head. who was, like, the one and the two in that situation? I, I felt like we were always talking about both of them. And then we also were talking about... Um, I know you're thinking I don't remember her name Gurian. either. Yeah, Gurian. We're still in high school. Uh, I'm going to go with... I think Rose. I want to pick Rose, but I also don't. I want to zag. Let's zag. Let's go with. Let's go with Whitaker. It's not zagging. She's the number three seed. I mean, that is zagging. Going with Willis would be zigging. Going with Rose would be zigging. Zagging would be going with Whitaker. You get the head to head. Give me the head to head. Well, they've ran a million different events against each other, though. I want eight hundreds. That's head to head. Come on, I'm, try, me, I'm trying. Give me this information. I'm two and to, one. Who's who's two and who's one? Willis two, Whitaker one. I don't know. This is that's eight hundred. Oh, indoors. Oh, that's Nia Aikens. Hold on. Resort. So, and then one and one indoors. Well, that's one of those is this year. Yeah, yeah. All right, I'm going with Whitaker. Two people picking Valerie Tobias in the chat. Yeah, I mean, Carly Thomas might surprise. She was on the UWMR. God so. dang it. I don't know who to pick. Okay, I'm going with Whitaker, and you're going with Rose. Yeah, I'm going with Rose. Um, That's a good pick. Again, I know I know they're all new to it, but maybe just one extra season being in the NCAAs. Yeah. Worth something. Women's Mile. Let's go to the Women's Mile. Top seed, uh, Amina Matog of Duke, Maya Ramson, two, Anna Gibson, three, Lindsay Butler, Alexander Carlton, Lauren Gregory. Who do you have ranked first in this one? Well, let's start there. What do, what do your rankings look like here for the women's mile? Because this is always impacted by who decides to actually run the race. <laughs> I have uh, Lauren Gregory. Lauren Gregory, number one. Okay. Yeah. Are you sticking with your pick or your ranking? Yeah. She's the best. I mean, yeah, Lauren Gregory for sure. The the Duke girl scares scares me, and the Harvard, but you got to go with experience here. It's it's Gregory. I mean, she, she's got a ton of experience. Yeah. She's run when you run for Arkansas, you're in the mix for a team title in every single season. You run in high pressure situations all the time too. And I think this is the time of year when that sort of stuff pays off. I actually had Gregory 
tabbed as well too, even though Sleeper? she is the sixth seed. But they're all pretty close together. Sleeper, number 15 seed, Olivia Howell, junior from Illinois. She's the top returner from the 1500. She got ninth. Mm-hmm. The this shows kind of all the turnover. The top eight returners from the top eight at 1500 last year, none of them are in this race. Yeah. So, all right, let's go to the three and the five. So you're going with Gregory as well? Yeah, I'm going with Gregory as well. Uh, the three and the five, we can lump them together, I believe. Talk first about the three, even though it comes second in the meet. Tui broke the collegiate record by a lot in this event. Uh, 835, Hilda Olomomoy, she's the number two seed, 845. It's just pretty stark looking at a start list with that much separation at the top. And then you get to the, the bottom or the middle portion of it, and then everybody's all jammed together like normal. But Tui, the big favorite in both the three and the five. Yeah, you can look at, you know, potent Taylor Rowe. She won it last year. Yeah. She's seated 14th or 15th. But like. Good kick, too. I don't think Taylor, I think Taylor got a. Took advantage of kind of the surprise factor. No one saw it coming. So I think Tui is – no one's beating her. This is also a situation you were at altitude, yeah. right? So you got you to factor that in a lit. I think you'd give extra points maybe to someone who's running from a school that's at high altitude. But when you have that much of an advantage on everybody else um, – I really think it's – I want to see how well Olamomoy does. Like it's going to be cool. Like she was really good in in cross, but now running two races back to back days, individual races, sixteen person fields. Like I want to see, you know, can she can she hold on to that top spot? If it goes slow, though, I mean, McCabe's had a really good uh, kick in the past. She's in the she's in the three thousand. You mentioned Roe already, but I think I think I'd expect Tui in the five to manage her effort, but she's. Got the mile collegiate record as well, too. So there's not really a way to beat her. So we're both going Tui? Both going Tui on both. So, okay, then what's our second place? I think I'd go Olomomoy in the five. And then in the three, maybe maybe McCabe? Yeah, I'd probably go McCabe in the three. In the th- I go Olomomoy in the five, and I'll go Markovic, Olivia Markovic of Notre Dame in the three. Um, yeah, that's what I would do. All right. Um, this, uh, speaking of team battles, this is like very big for NC State's ability to potentially podium. Mm-hmm. Obviously, they need the 20 points from Tui, but you also have Kelsey Camille, Sydney Seymour um, in these events, and Samantha Bush in the 3K. So you put the, uh, the non Tui NC State runners, and if they're all able to score and mm-hmm. score in the three to five, point range yeah. each that's going to help them build, help their ability to basically sneak onto fourth because i think the top three texas arkansas and florida are kind of locked in but that yeah. fourth spot is open and nc state could rack up big in the three and the five yeah i look at those projections there's a gap between three and four yeah. certainly and this would be the the event where they would move up but yeah altitude could change things mm-hmm. altitude could make this thing a little more unpredictable than some of the other events all right, let's move on to the women's 60 hurdles. Masai Russell, top seed, SEC champion, broke the collegiate record earlier this year, 775, out in Lubbock. One of two women to have a seed time under eight seconds this year. The other one is Akira Nugent of Arkansas. I'm going to go Russell. 
Yeah, I'm going Russell too. I'm trying to think if there's anyone that I mean, I guess Nugent. Yeah, it would be it would be Nugent, but I mean she just Russell just beat her at SECs. Yeah. So we have a pretty recent sample size of those two running against each other. But I mean it was seven seventy seven to seven eighty one. So it's not a it's not a huge margin. So not quite a coin flip, but it's pretty close. Yeah. I think I'll have to go with experience though for Russell. She's a senior. I think that's gonna be the deciding factor to kind of split that mm-hmm. that tie. It's not a tie, but you know what I mean. Anyway, yeah, I'm going with Russell as well. All right, relays, four by four. I already said Arkansas. You have six people making the open quarter top sixteen. You're gonna win this. Britton Wilson's not listed in that relay pool. I mean, you know, they don't need her to win this thing. Their seed time though, not too far ahead of Texas, Florida. Just a little bit back, and then we know AM is always pretty good at this too. So I don't think it's obvious that it's Arkansas. <coughs> the reason why is because Texas, Julian Alford can run a good quarter, mm-hmm. and she's just not listed as a fast quarter. And then they still have Simon and, and Aleke. So, like, they have three strong legs, including an awesome anchor. Arkansas's advantage is they have like a really solid all across all four, but Texas. I don't know, man. I think they they're gonna might be in a situation where it's gonna be we need to win it to win the meet. They're gonna be showing up like Arkansas might be locked into third place by the time we get here, or Texas is be like, hey, to secure we need to win because Florida's on the heels. So I think Texas might win, and I'm gonna go with Texas. I just think this meet is so compact. Two days, the events come really quick. We've seen it. Time and time again, it's so hard to double and triple in this sort of event. That's a good point. Alford's going to be tired. Depth is going to be huge, and Arkansas can essentially bring someone in clean off the bench. Like, they don't even need to run one of those top six. Or maybe they run a person who went out in the prelims of of the quarter, and they can come back fresh. Like And and they're still one of the 16th best forming runners in the country. I'm still going Texas. I'm going Arkansas. Lance Harder's last indoors. Instead of indoors. Just raising the stakes here. Raising but, it's not the, the stakes. but he's still here outdoors. Yeah. Okay, so that only works outdoors? Yeah, it's not okay. the last, last race. Okay. Like, it's saying. like a fake last race. Fake last race. No, it's the last indoor race. The last one with a roof involved. All right. <laughs> uh, DMR. This is hard. Yeah, and this isn't really fair. Let's just be honest. Because you don't know who's going to run it. You could be standing trackside. 10 minutes before the DMR starts and still not have any idea who's running it. The only people know are the coaches of the individual teams. Washington is the top seed. They broke the collegiate record this year. NC State 2, Oregon 3, Arkansas 4, BYU 5. I think early in the year, didn't you pick BYU? Not early in the year. Currently. The final rankings have BYU 1. Because you're assuming Anchor is going to be... Better than everybody else's yeah. base. I mean, this just comes down to I can help you out here. There's, it's a three-team race. Okay. It's BYU, Oklahoma State, and Notre Dame. BYU, Oklahoma State, who's seeded ninth, and Notre Dame that's seeded, let me scroll down here, eighth. Yeah. Those scroll are the, up, those, I, those will be the top three. Because Washington, I don't, I don't think so. They're running the mile. 
They're come, there's a lot of people coming back from the mile. NC State you got to take out because Tui's not going to anchor because she's doing a 5K. Oregon, there's people running. Like, you have to look at who's fresh. Yeah, yeah, fair. And BYU, Oklahoma State, Notre Dame will be fresh because Notre Dame will have Markovich fresh. Oklahoma State will have Taylor Rowe fresh. And BYU will have their miler fresh. Mm-hmm. So, I think. And BYU altitude. Altitude factor goes in the direction of the Cougars. So, I'm going with BYU. It's probably going to end up being Notre Dame. With Marquezich on anchor. And we're going to make a lot of Yard and Goose references because, like, ooh, the women's now done it. Yeah. Well, I'm going to go Oak State. Okay. I'm going to go Oak State. I think it's going to be a good DMR weekend for them on both sides. Ooh, preview. Little little hint as what's to come. All right. Actually, I'm changing my BYU pick to Notre Dame. What? Thanks. That's good. Yeah. Big wind-up just for that. Big wind-up. All right. Run. Let's go through these uh, field events. And then we'll go to the to the men. So high jump, Lamar Diston, Texas A&M, she's top seed. Women's pole vault, you got Fasold and Mala, 454 and 455. Long jump and triple jump, Jasmine Moore, the big favorite. We'll see if she can win a couple more titles. Women's shot, uh, Van Klinken of Oregon has thrown 19.57 this year. Uh, Jelani Davis of Ole Miss, top seed in the weight throw. And then pentathlon. Um, O'Brien, Newton Smith, Williams, the top three seeds. I guess my question to you is when you look at all these field events, number one, which one, if any, will have an impact on the team race? And then two, which one or which ones are you most interested in seeing the results for? I mean, team race, long jumps can be big, triple jumps can be big because it involves Florida and Texas. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's just like you got to make sure you show up and do well. There's a couple team race wise. I would say you could argue maybe shot put also has a little team race factor because Florida has a freshman, mm-hmm. Alita Van Deline. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, I said your name right. Who I have projected to get fifth. So there could be like a a one off. Like, hey, we weren't expecting you to get five points, and you got four, or you mm-hmm. got ten. But the main thing, team race wise, is Texas and Florida going up against each other in the long and triple jump. Yeah, like that's gonna be if like one of them, if one of their jumpers jumps poorly, that's gonna basically eliminate them from contention. Yeah, so Florida in the long jump has more, but then they also have uh, the four seed Claire Bryant, who's jumped uh, has a six fifty nine this year, and then Texas has. Akelia Smith, three seed, who's also the three seed in the in the triple. Yeah. Triple for Florida is just Jasmine Moore. But she can handle it. Yeah. If anybody can, it's Jasmine Moore. So I'm putting in so I'm I'm keeping notes of all of our picks, just so you know. Yeah. And uh so what are your picks? I'm gonna I'm I wrote down mine. Hold on. I'm doing it right. We'll we'll post this at the end. And then all right, so who do you have for high jump? I got Distin for high jump. Pole vault. I have Sydney Horn from High Point. Ooh, I it's like It's in him. the name. High Point. Uh, long high and triple. You. I'm going more long and triple. Van Klinken in the shot. Um, Davis in the weight throw. Pentathlon. Who do you have the pentathlon? Curious your pick here. I have O'Brien. I'm going Williams. Annika Williams, Jr., Kentucky. 
book it. Men's side of things. Ready to move on to men? Yeah, I'm, hold on. I'm, I'm, uh... It's great podcasting, listening to you filling a Google sheet. You know, we can just listen back, you know, 2X, just write them down. Not hard. No, I want to. Sh- I'm going to post. We're going to show this on the screen so people can see, so they can screenshot it, and there's you know there's no funny business. <laughs> I don't think anybody's doing that. All right, men's sixty, uh, top seed, Terrence Jones, uh, Ismail Coney, number two, favorite Ashe, three, Lawrence Johnson, four, Sterling Warner, Savage, five. How big of a favorite? I mean, Jones has to be seen as the favorite, correct? Yes. How big of a favorite? Is he, do you think? Not big. Not big, Bob. Pretty close. It's pretty close between him and the rest of the field. Yeah, I think it's mainly because Jones, he hasn't run much this year. Mm-hmm. Did he make his season debut at, at Big 12? Conference. At conference. Yeah. And he kind of has a weird first year. You know, he had that weird, like, fast time that everyone knows was a false start. Then he was injured. And he, did he have a false start at, in the 60 at NCAAs? Did he fall start at 60 at NCAAs? Or yeah, he did. Yeah, so he has a lot of weirdness. He doesn't have, like, a consistency. So that kind of scares me on just going all in on, like, hey, you're the fastest guy. You're yeah. going to win. Yeah. So he is the favorite, but it's not a convincing favorite like we'll have in some other events. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you want to see like beginning to end of a, of yeah. a whole season. Uh, I agree that he is the favorite, though. I'm leaning a Shea. Yeah, as my pick. Me too. Leroy Burrell factor. That's it. Just Leroy Burrell factor. Yeah, I love it. Um, all right, two hundred. What I'm hoping is Malson Ganway runs well. He's the uh, 14 seed. Yeah, and if we have like a Houston Auburn one two, and mm-hmm. the the Carl Lewis, Carl Lewis Leroy, Leroy Burrell, Leroy Burrell going at it, that'll be pretty cool. We're gonna see that in the four by one because Houston will have a good four by one. Auburn, not this meet though. Not this meet. They have a good four by one. We're going to see a lot of Auburn v. Houston 4 by ones It's going right. fun. Men's two. This is the hardest one. This one's tricky. Very tricky. Extremely tricky. Yeah, you're right. Who rat- had Matthew Bowling, the fifth seed, going into this year? Not you. Corey, Not you. Courtney Lindsay, number one. Cameron Miller, two. Tarsus Oregat, three. Ja'Cory Patterson, four. Matthew Bowling, five. It's been a solid year. For the men's 200, I think there's a lot of guys who could make a claim with this. I mean, even Javante Harding in there in the sixth spot for Tennessee, formerly of North Carolina A&T. He's a, he's a solid 200-meter pick as well, too. They've all had moments. I'm going to go with an unconventional pick, a guy more known for the 300 or even the 400. I'm going Ja'Cory Patterson for the win here. I don't know, man. All right, so let's break this down. Last year outdoors, second was bowling. Of the people who are in this field, second was bowling. Third was the Stanford guy. On was Arike. On was Arike. Uh, fifth was Orogot from Alabama. Seventh was Robert Gregory, formerly of TCU, now of Florida. Eighth was Courtney Lindsay. Javante Harding was a disqualification, but he ran really fast. Javante Harding probably ran out of won. his lane, right? Yeah, he probably would have won that race. Mm-hmm. I think he was the favorite potentially. So 
Bowling should be the favorite, but he's not because he hasn't run well indoors. Javante Harding should maybe be a favorite because he's probably the best talent, but just never put it together. Courtney and Lindsay should be the favorite because he has run the fastest time. Jacory Patterson should be the favorite because he won SECs and he beat, you know, mm -hmm. bowling, uh, Orga and a few other guys. Yeah. And then maybe Cameron Miller should be the favorite because he's just doing his own thing. I think, is he undefeated this season? It's run seated at 20.27. He is undefeated. No, he lost at 300. Undefeated in the 200. He's undefeated in 2023 because that 300 was December of 2022. <laughs> Love it. But he he's run, check this out. He's run 20.77 for a win, yeah. 20.52 for the win, 20.33 for the win, 20.33 in a prelim for the win, and then 20.27 for the win. Yeah. The guy hasn't lost. In so the you going with him? You going with Cameron Miller? I don't know. Okay, I'll tell you who I'm not going with. I'm not going with Robert Gregory. I'm not going with Stanford guy. I'm not going with Harding. I want to, but I'm not. I'm not going with the Alabama guy. It's basically between Cameron Miller, Bowling, Patterson, and Lindsey. I want to go bowling, but I just can't do it. So it's between Patterson, Miller, and Lindsey. You're not going to pick Patterson because I picked him, so just eliminate that. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good point. Lindsay or Miller, the top two seeds. All that to just come down to the first two names listed on the sheet of paper. You know what we're doing? We're going with Cameron Miller, former Florida Gator. Mm. And I have the current Florida Gator. You have the current Florida Gator. So All we're going right, Cameron like Miller because Cameron Miller went from the SEC to ACC to Corey Patterson, went from the ACC to the SEC, Chris Cross battle. Cameron Miller for Wait, me. where was Ja'Cory Patterson before? Virginia oh, Virginia Tech. Tech. Yeah, that's right. All right. Men's 400. It's a long-winded way to say Miller. <laughs> yeah. It's quite the wind-up. Men's quarter. I think this race is a little more clear-cut. We've got some recognizable names at the top. One in particular. Elijah Godwin. He's my favorite. He's got world championship experience now. 44.75 seed time. Only person with a seed time under 45 seconds. Christopher Bailey of Arkansas. He's run well this year at two and then you have willie of florida at three justin robinson the u.s champ in four leads a series of robinsons here justin <laughs> chris brothers. and ahmad they're not they're not related um they're at 45 51 45 55 and 45 65 they just happen to be on this start list all next to each other i'm gonna go with also 10th seed jonathan jones oh sorry missed out on jones uh, you know, I see him more than 800 meter runner now. No, I'm just kidding. He's a, he can do everything, but yeah, don't don't sleep on Jones. Of course, I'm going with Godwin though. Experience is too much for everybody else, and just the top end. I think will he's going to go out hard. Everybody knows how he's going to do it. Hopefully, for him, pays off. I think it will. Yeah, I mean, Godwin was third outdoors. Jones was fourth outdoors, and Willie was fifth outdoors. If I wanted to do a wild card, I would do Justin Robinson, but 44-7 is 44-7, man. That's what they say. They have shirts they out say in Georgia that say that. 44-7 is 44-7. Justin Robinson's only run 45-5. You just – if there was another guy out there who had a little bit of experience plus running 
sub 45, I would go with it. But Godwin, Godwin's good. Uh, Godwin is the take. Godwin, it's always been Godwin. It was always Godwin. It was always Godwin. Okay. I agree. Men's 800. Another crapshoot, I think we could say here. Um, all the seed times are between 146.0 and 147.28. So there's no one person who's a cut above everybody else. Wide open. Bizimana of Texas, the top seed. Sam Austin of Florida, number two. Carroza gives the Longhorns another potential point scorer in third. Uh, Gomez Navasky Anderson of Mississippi State. We have the Franklin. And there's some names you recognize from years past. Will Sumner, the the superstar freshman from Georgia. I think I'm just going to, with no clear reasoning, like no clear favorite, I think I'm just going to default to Bizimana. Top seed, got some experience. Other guys have similar experience, but I'll, I'll go with Bizimana. So Navoski Anderson is the one I'm kind of eyeing. Uh, I agree Bizimana should be the favorite. Even though he got ninth outdoors, he's he's running really well. But Anderson, for some reason, didn't run the 800 at SECs, but he ran the DMR. Yeah, he ran the DMR. And I got, keeping got, him fresh. Uh, keeping him fresh, but also maybe he's not 100% healthy, so that kind of scares me. Even though Anderson is... Wait, wait, wait. If you're not healthy, why would you run the DMR, though? Because it's like, hey, we need a guy to go out there and run a DMR. I think if you're not healthy, you just wouldn't run anything, especially if you had a chance no, to win like, an NCAA title. No, three hundreds or one eight hundred. Yeah, I just he did he couldn't do two. <laughs> the choice between one or three. So it was either one or three. Yeah, I. When the season is sm- so short, you dissect every single weekend, and maybe it's something, maybe it's not, but it could be nothing. I will be interested if Busy Mana though scares me because he might be running the Texas DMR. Same thing with Creighton Carroza, and I feel like if mm. these guys have an eight hundred, then a twelve hundred or eight hundred. True, DMR, true, true. That could hurt them. Whereas you kind of want to look at someone who's going to be kind of just by themselves. That's why I like Anderson. It's not going to be anyone from Iowa State. It may, though. Jason Gomez. What's he done? Jason. All right, let's make a pick. We got to keep moving. I don't want to make a pick. Okay, then I'm going to move on to the mile. Okay, so who are you picking? I'm picking Busy Mana. Biz Imana. You know what? I'm going to go with Biz Imana as well. All right. That was worth it. It was. Men's Mile. We're going busy. Washington. Six entrants in the field. Ooh. With the top seed, Anas Isai, number two NCAA Mile all time. He's from South Carolina. Miles has been quick this year. We all know about that. We don't need to rehash it. Do you know how many people run sub four this year? 96 or something in the NCAA. My top seed early in the year was Wascom because he's got the fast time. And then I mentioned he had one. He was the upset winner outdoors. I, I know what I'm doing. I'm not going to change my mind. I'm going with Joe Wascom. One of the six Washington runners will win this, and it will be him. I think I just got to go with my gut. My brain tells me pick someone from Washington or pick the South Carolina kid. But sometimes you don't follow your brain. You follow your gut. 
you know, when you're hungry, you follow your gut, not your brain. And I'm hungry. Oh, I know where you're going. And I'm hungry for some bulldog. I want someone who got that dog in him. <laughs> Isaac Bastin. I want Isaac Bastin of Drake. Mm. Miles are weird indoors, man. Who cares? Throw out your seat time. There's no 350 mile happening. There's no 352 mile. It's going to be. True, true. They're going to go out in two minutes. And then it's going to be all about positioning. And there's going to be a bunch of people. And the difference between first and fifth in this final is going to be a second. Right. So right. it's clearly going to be no, like, you're clearly better. It's just going to be about a little bit of luck and mostly the dog. Mm-hmm. So I'm going with Isaac Baston of Drake for the win. If he wins and you're there to interview him, are you going to ask him? If he has that dog in him, yeah. I will. Any x-rays question. recently? Well, question, did you get an MRI before you, you showed up to this track meet? He's like, yeah. <laughs> did it have the dog? He's like, yeah, it did. Uh, how many points do you think Washington will score? So I think Washington... I think that obviously the most interesting result is if they score a whole bunch or they don't score, score any. any. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think I my rankings have them scoring... Uh, my rankings have them scoring 25 points. That's them going first, third, fourth, That's pretty good. sixth, and eighth. I'd put the, I think I'd put the over-under at 20. Yeah. So, because I have Isaac Baston ranked seventh, but that the, the, the rankings don't calculate for the dog. Yeah, you, that was some actual good analysis. It took you, I don't know how many events in we are, more than 20. That was some good analysis. Men's three. All right, we're picking this before we talk about the men's five. Bosley, Jacobs, Masawi, Asai, Shopi, Abdallah, Kairat. Like, a lot of names. A lot of people who are going to be running earlier in the meet, too, either in the five, in the DMR, in the mile. So this is always tough to pick because this one, you just, you want to know what happened on day one before you see day two. I'm going to go Shopi. Really? Yeah. Because he's just going to have the the mile. He's going mile 3K, whereas people like Bosley, Jacobs, Mayer, they're doing 5K, 3K. Is that a factor? Yeah. Less laps? Fewer laps. Well, yeah. I'll just roll with it. Maybe he doesn't run the final in the mile. Maybe something, maybe has an issue, but then Ultimate Redemption comes back in the 3K. I feel like these 3Ks are always weird. They're always very hard to forecast. I am going with the double. I think mm. Same Drew guy. Bosley wins both the 3 and the 5. He's my 5K pick. Altitude, I think he's going to carry it. This is interesting. So NAU only has two. In the 5,000, it would have been cool to see them get more just because in the 2020 indoor championship, they got canceled. How many did they have in that one? Four or five? That yeah. was in Albuquerque. Yeah. And we were talking before. Gas, gas, gas. And what strategy are they going to Use Ryan Raft as a sacrificial lamb. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, didn't we talk to them afterwards? And they said, yeah, they were just going to go yeah, extremely go hard. hard. Yeah. It's a little bit different because there's only two of them. In this, but that's what they did across exactly. So I think they're going to do that, and I think Bosley's in the best position to to handle it. They're coming down in elevation. Everybody else pretty much is going up. I like 
I like Bosley here. I was going to pick him for the double, but then I just remembered. I mean, Nerd did it, right? So maybe I should maybe I should pick him for the double. But I, I really like him in the five. Drew Bosley. Yeah. I like – so I'm going the double. But, like, there are some people that concern me that could break up the double. Dylan Jacobs, for obvious reasons. Alex Mayer. I could see Alex Mayer pulling off the double – Sing the double silver. Like I can see him get second and second. That's they called the double double. It's called double double. Double deuce. Double deuce. The double trace. Casey Klinger. Mm-hmm. I think Casey Klinger could pull off a double trace. I think Dylan Jacobs could pull off a double quattro. Well, Dylan Jacobs could win. Yeah. No, what I'm trying to say is how cool would it be if, if first, second, third, fourth, and fifth are the exact same for both the five and three K. That would be pretty wild. Like, the odds of it exact same order in both races? Yeah. I don't think it'll happen. I'm um, going it's going to happen. All right, so you're sticking with Bosley on both. Stick with Bosley, but I do think Casey Klinger and Alex Mayer are the kind of scary wild cards. Scary. Scary wild cards. The Stanford guys obviously can do their thing. Oklahoma State does a thing. But also, Yassine Abdallah from Tennessee. You know he had that great kick in the DMR for yeah. Texas. He's just coming back from a... From a Texas from a Tennessee anchor for the DMR, so he's gonna be fresh. I don't know, man. It's gonna be fun. Yeah, I think. I just think we're for the five at least. The issue is gonna be more dealing with the altitude. The three, the issue is gonna be more how many races have you run in this meet. I think those would be the outside questions. And the ultimate, most interesting thing about this whole conversation about the five and the three, this mm. entire time, how many minutes have we been talking about the five and the three? At least five. No, it's been like three. Okay. I wasn't off by that much. It's almost 50% off. Okay, go ahead. Uh, we haven't mentioned the NCAA cross-country champion, Charles Hicks. Well, why is that, do you think? I mean... It's he's had a weird season. He's seeded 10th in the in the 5,000. Yeah, he, ran, he didn't get his qualifying mark till like mid-February. Um, he tried to get a qualifying mark in the 3K and couldn't do it. Yep. His teammate Robinson did. Well, it's sort of like Nico, right? Yeah. And like it's, you know, Hicks also, you know, he did World Cross. So that was That's tough. a factor. And, you know, you could probably argue that maybe he's thinking more longer term. He's like, all right, I don't need to be winning NCAA indoor titles. I need to be setting myself up to be the best I can be to make a team outdoors. For? Great Britain. Yeah. I almost said Australia. You almost got that wrong again. I'm just going to keep doing that. So, uh, it right. so it's just interesting, though. Like, Charles Hicks, he was the guy who mm-hmm. won, and we he's like a non-factor. Yeah, I, I, I put him in the group of people who I wouldn't be surprised if this person won, but they're not a favorite or co-favorite. Yeah. Just because I got to look at indoor season. I, I got to base it on that. And when you try to make uh, a like get a top 16 mark and you come up short that that's, that's a, that needs that's to count yeah. it's account for something it's different than oh they did an early season 3k just to yeah. bust some rust like he was out there to try to get it and that's probably the same reason why i don't have nico i wouldn't have nico in my top three yeah no i don't have nico in my top three either i got i got bosley up there all right when, when men's 60 hurdles yeah men's 60 hurdles top seed from usc omotade ojora 7.53, the seed time. Caleb Dean, Texas Tech, 7.54. Johnny Brackens, USC, 7.60, number three. 
12th seed from Iowa, Grant Conway. Kind of sounds similar to Grant Holloway. I'm just thinking. Could it be fate? If your name... I like that take. You know, if your name rhymes with one of the all-time greats, that is at least, what, 0.05 time adjustment? And you have the same first name, too. Yeah. So that makes it like 0.07 adjustment. So whatever his seed time is... You need to subtract 0. 0.07. So what is the seed time? 7.69? He's really like a 7.62 guy, mm-hmm. which is right up there for top three. Yeah. If you said, all right, I'm checking in for the 60 hurdles. My name is Grant Conway. They're like, wait, what? Grant Conway. <laughs> I mean, he's a, he's a high hurdler. First name is Grant. Last name ends in way. How many out there? There's only one who other. Can, who can and run, he's the greatest. Who can run that fast? All right. Back to the serious analysis here. I am going to go with the top seed, Ojora. I knew you would. Yeah. Who are you going with? I'm going with uh, Roberts of Clemson. Gianna Roberts, senior from Clemson. He's the second returner from the 110 hurdles behind Josh Zeller. He got fourth outdoors at the 110 hurdles. He's been running pretty well for Clemson. He hasn't run in the 750s, but like... You know, the USC guy and Texas Tech, they've been running at altitude most of the time, so they've been having a little bit of a boom. And I think Clemson, I think when Roberts hits altitude for the first time, I think he, he shocks the world. A little bit of a boom. A little bit of a boom. Well, Brackens beat Ojora the last time they ran, the end of February. So USC, USC up there. But Ojora ran his best time at the New Mexico Collegiate Classic, which is where they're running. Yep. So maybe that'll True. be enough. All right, relay time. Men's 4x4, Arkansas top seed, then Alabama, Florida 3, Georgia 4, Iowa State 5. I've seen this movie too many times. This is easy. Florida. Yeah. It's Florida. Uh, They, I think Florida has a chance. I mean, it's not going to happen indoors because no one really cares about indoor records unless it's a 300. Um, but like Florida, you care. <laughs> from all their transfers, have like the ability to put together an insane four by four outdoors. Like I'm talking about, we you know we see people run sub three outdoors, and you know the USC did their thing. Florida's run sub three a few times. A and M's done their thing, but I think Florida this year is going to do something scary in the four by four, and it's wild because they're going to do it after like one of their best 400 meter runners went to go pro. Yeah. So, yeah, Florida. Okay, Florida, Florida. The uh, actual heats are out. Is there any specific heats you care about? Where it would matter? No? Okay. No. All right. Why would it matter? I don't know. Maybe you're like, oh, I want to see the mile, how it breaks down. How many Washington guys are in each heat? They, the, the thing about the mile heats, they go from 16 to 10. I know, but... They eliminate be- six guys. Yeah. So, like, the heat you're in shouldn't matter because you only get rid of six. But what if I told you they put all the Washington guys in one heat? They didn't. You're right. They didn't. But if they did... I knew they didn't because that. I know how they do heats. They go one, two, two, one, one, two, two, one, one, two, two, one, one, two, two, one. So how do you think they're, how do you think they're divided if you had to take a guess? Uh, they're probably divided... Um, there's six of them? Yeah. It's probably three and three. You're right. Dang it. Come on. All right. What about the Arkansas women's 400-meter runners? How are they divided? Four and two. Oh, no, that's not. There's more than that. There's four Wrong. heats. There's four heats. So it's probably two, one, one, and one. Two, one, one, one? Let me tell no, you. No, it's two, two, one, one. Two, two, one, one. Let me see. It's 
three, oh. two, zero, one. Britton Wilson by herself. That's good for Wilson. Four with Adeleke, though. Ooh. That's a good heat. That's a, that's a scary heat. Is that the last heat? Yeah. Oh, then that's fine. But then know, they know what to All right. You want me to read through the 800 prelims? Heat selections? You know what? This is this breaking news that you're giving me is as great as the breaking news about Duke basketball. <laughs> no, it wasn't. Bre- it wasn't that. I just thought was there anything you'd be interested? What in about seeing? the heat draw for like the men's high jump? Like who gets to jump first? Men's high jump. I have women's high jump. Slight one. Pippi Lada Enoch of Oklahoma. That's, that's big if true. List, listed number one. All right, we got the DMR. Oklahoma State, Washington, North Carolina, Wisconsin. The top seeds, but do the seeds Show matter? Some excitement, a little do bit. Do the there, seeds Kevin. matter? Do they matter at all? Gordon? Seeds mean absolutely nothing. It's all about who you got on your anchor. Washington's gonna have a fresh anchor in Kirian Lum. Oklahoma State's gonna have a fresh anchor in Masawundi or Shoppy. North Carolina's gonna probably have a fresh anchor. Wisconsin, they're gonna have a fresh anchor potentially with uh, Jackson Sharp or Adam Spencer. Tennessee will have a, a fresh anchor with Abdallah, mm-hmm. who last year won it. Won it. Different shade of orange, but he won it. Texas, I don't think we'll have no one fresh, so I take them out of the mix. But they're, but they're okay. good. Yeah, but no, they're not going to be fresh. They're well, all running the eight hundreds and the miles, like they're or the eight hundreds and the four hundreds. So they're not going to be fresh. So. With all that being said, I think it's going to come down to between Oklahoma State and Washington, the two best. I mean, they're both they both run nine sixteen, and they both are going to have a fresh anchor. You can't ask for more. I'm going to Oak State. I yeah. said it before. Me Women, too. men, they're going to sweep it. It's going to be the Cowboys. The depth is going to bend in their favor. I agree with Washington being able to. Run someone as good as Lum, fresh. That's what's going to cause some separation. But I think I think Oklahoma State will get it done. I think Oklahoma State will get it done as well. I do think, though, North Carolina and Tennessee are my kind of scary people to watch. Scary people to watch. North Carolina, Tar Heels, and Wait. the Tennessee Volunteers. Who's North Carolina going to anchor with? A strand, probably. And then you say Tennessee? Tennessee. With Abdallah. Yeah. Abdallah. Yeah. They you know they keep, got they got the they got the they got the guy. they got the DMR coach with the dog in them, right? And you got the guy, and you got you the guy, the coach, the coach who wins a lot, and then the guy, guy who, who won just last, won last year too. Yeah, and we don't like them. And we're not because, talking about it. well because the first three legs, right? Basically, this is like can they keep it close? Yeah, well, you kind of they're just kind of blending in with everyone else. Yeah. Also, it's gonna be interesting. I said because I think the Notre Dame women win the. DMR. Yeah. And then I think the former Notre Dame coach wins the men's DMR. Okay. Well, he didn't Okay. He didn't coach the women's team. I know, Dame. but it's like Notre Dame kind of winning in a way both. But in a way only winning one. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm not picking on. I'm picking Oklahoma State cuz they're just too good. Let's go to the field events. Field events. Here we go. Men's high jump Vernon Turner. Number 1 seed in the men's High jump, Trey Allen, number two, Romaine Beckford, three, Polvar, Sandre Guttermson, favorite at 590, long jump, Cameron Crump, and Wayne Pinnock, one, two, Jeremiah Davis is three, 
a good one as always. Triple jump, Hibbert, Edwards, and Edwards, the top three seeds. Shot, Jordan Geist of Arizona, big favorite. You can pencil me in right now, Jordan Geist, men's shot put. Weight throw, Isaiah Rogers. He's in the 24 meters. Nobody else is. Men's aptathlon, Kyle Garland, Aiden Owens. That could be pretty good, right? Yeah, and uh, Nugenbar of Texas. Leo Nugenbauer. Probably, though, he because he got second in the decathlon outdoors, mm-hmm. but it's going to be a, Carlin, a Garland versus Owens uh, Delamere. That's that's going to be the, that's a that's a hard one because your brain says or like all logic is like don't doubt Owens. It's Owens. It's Owens. But they like but Garland, man. Garland's been really good. But Garland's good. Yeah, you want to say it's but yeah, but it's Owens. It's obvious. But, but Garland, <laughs> well, look, I'll tell you who I want in that. What we. Our picks. Well, you can put me down right now. I'm going. I'm going Garland. Hmm. I'm going Garland. Yeah. Weight throw. I'm going Rogers again. Big favorite. Geist in the shot put. Big favorite. Triple and long jump. I mean, Hibbert's the only. He's freshman, but he's been out over 17 meters this year. So I'll go Hibbert in the triple. Long jump. I'll go Pinnock of Arkansas. 831. Big, big, big for the Razorbacks if he gets. 10 there. Um, Gutterson in the pole vault, I think, is my pick. I got a lot of favorites, and then I'll go Turner in the high jump. All right. So uh, let's put this on the screen. I'm going to. Did you make your picks? I made my picks. I took mine and copied them. It's fine. I did not do that. That's fine. You, you're not that. I, I, I defer to me, too. <laughs> When it comes to the weight throw, Nico, picks. I'm going to share with you this doc uh, uh, email. Just shared it with you, so we can see the picks. I'll start listing them, and then we'll we'll bring them up on the screen when we have it. So, women. We'll start on the women's side. Recap, rapid recap. Both going Alfred. Both going to Philly. I'm going Wilson, you're going Diggs in the four. I'm going Whitaker, you're going Rose in the eight. We're both going Gregory in the mile. We're both going Tui, 3K, 5K. Both going Russell, 60 hurdles. I'm doing Texas 4x4. You're doing Arkansas 4x4. You got Oklahoma State DMR. I got Notre Dame DMR. Distant high jump, we both got. You got Horn because of the school she jumps for. High point. High point. I got Fasold in pole vault. Both doing more double in the long jump, triple jump. Maybe this will be Moore's chance to finally get the Bowerman. This is it. Well, it's tough. every year is tough, though, right? Because Alfred's going to get thing. every record in the sixth, get every and top two record in the sixth. It's collecting all the records. And what about Talitha Diggs? Or Wilson. Yeah. It's going to be – ooh, that's going to be interesting. Uh, Van Klinken, we're both doing that in the shot put. And Davis, both doing that in the weight throw. O'Brien, I'm doing that in the heptathlon. You're doing Williams in, in heptathlon. All right, men, both going Ash. Ashe. Ashe, apologies, in the 60. You're going Patterson, former ACC athlete, <laughs> now SEC athlete. I'm going former SEC athlete, now ACC athlete, Miller, also former Florida Gator. Yep. So is that Gator chop, connection. Chop. Both going Godwin in the four, both going Busy Mana. In the eight, you're going Wascom in the mile. I'm going with the guy with the dog in him, Isaac Baston in the mile. Mile. 3K, Bosley, you're going Shoppe. I'm going 5K, Bosley, you're doing Bosley. 60 hurdles, Roberts, 
of Clemson. You're going Azura of mm-hmm. USC. Yep. Both going Florida 4x4. Both going Oklahoma State DMR. Both going Turner High Jump. Both going Guttersman Pole Vault. Both going Pinnock <laughs> Long Jump. You're doing Hibbert in the triple. I'm doing Edwards of LSU in the triple. Yeah. Both going Geist Shot Put. I'm going Bobby Colantino Weight Throw. You're doing Rogers Weight Throw. And I'm going Owens in a HEP. And you're doing Garland in a HEP. There's way too much agreement here. Are we allowed to change anything? Yes. No, no I'm not. I'll, I'll just stick with it. It's fine. I'll just stick with it. First instincts are good. You thought I would say no. Just wondering. Yes, no. All right, so now that – how many picks are we making total? Uh, 17 times 2? 34. 34 picks. I want to get Over, nine. under – 20? 20, right. Going From, 20 and 14. Me over, you under. That's how I really? see this. No, we have enough in common. Here's the, here's the we thing. Have enough we need a wager. We need a wager. Who will – yeah, what's, what's the wager here? What's the wager? Yeah. I thought we had the ongoing... This is not... That's that's the over-unders for the season. This is the official 2023 NCAA... All right, and I still want wager. my Femke Bowl Carson Warholm prediction. I want that. No, I want we're, for that we're, we're scratching that. We're going it's all because you wager. lost. That, no, but that was in Jess' prediction. No, it wasn't. It wasn't a genuine... The... I didn't do the research. It doesn't count. Well, since when does that stop you? <laughs> uh, I don't know. This what do, is what official. Do you want? We're both trying to go 34-0. What do you want... I want food. Okay. You, you buy me tacos? I'll buy you tacos if you get more than me. Two tacos. Yeah. I want. How about a taco for every more win than I have? So, like, if I beat you by 10 wins, I get 10 tacos over, like, a span of time. Depends what type of taco. $3 tacos or less. It's okay. Not, it's All like, right. not but I get to stuff. I have 10 ta- free taco coupons All right. for every more win. So, you want tacos. I want money. So same thing, except for every win I get over you, but you're just gonna take hundred dollars. You're just gonna take the money and buy tacos. So why not just get the taco? No, also, no, no. it's an excuse for us to have lunch together. No, I'm just gonna get money. See, this this is a more advantageous setup for me because I made my my winning prize a lot more. Okay, than yours. but my winning prize is a taco, and you yeah. get the retail market price value of a taco in Austin. No, no, no. I cash. wanted more money than that. No, you're getting. I want a hundred dollars. If I win, no. Every victory over you is a hundred dollars. No, that's stupid. That's, and then if you win, you're every turning this into the facade. You're turning this into a circus. I'm genuinely trying to have a a, a genuine <laughs> wager with you, where okay, for every more way, when I get right, I get a taco, and you will get three dollars because that's how much a taco I'll costs. I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll do it. All in the game says Kevin looks exhausted. Yes, not just because of Gordon. Three kid life, man. It's tough. But also maybe because Gordon. Your kids are going to be upset. You're just like, Dad, why didn't you try to win me tacos? Yeah, tacos. I'm um, in. All right. So tacos for every more win. So if I beat you by one, I win one taco. If you beat me by 10, you get 10 tacos. Yeah. But how much? How many of these do we agree on, though? Like, how many are we really betting on? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. 12, 13. Thir- so the, the max is 13. Max is 13 tacos. To, or $1,300 in my case. <laughs> Just kidding. 13 tacos. Is Come on, nice. Kyle Garland. Come on. You want that money. You're getting tacos. See, this is why I need to, now that I know there's something at stake, maybe I need to make some adjustments. No, no, on this picks. is it. It's been locked in. Final answer. Yeah. Who wants to be millionaire style. I just, this men's 3K is confusing. All right. That is it. Thanks for listening. Like and subscribe. Also, Kevin, is Kai Robinson doubling? Yes. <laughs>
<laughs> you want to go to Kai Robinson now? I'm just looking at my options. Yeah, he's here. doubling. He's doubling. No, you what? You're in it. You're in the Shopee and Bosley because they rhyme. <laughs> uh, no, no. So, all right. I got breaking news for you. Oh yeah, you're gonna beat the meat. We want. No, I got pod. breaking news for you. Oh, no pod Friday. The Flow Track YouTube channel. Yeah. Officially has 500,000 subscribers. Oh, cool. So thank you for all of you who subscribed. To that, not this YouTube Not this YouTube channel. channel. Oh, thank you for yeah, that. Yeah, but subscribe over to the Flowtrack YouTube channel. Let's get the Flowtrack podcast channel to 500,000. That would be stupid. Yeah. Imagine if 500,000 people listen to our podcast. Subscribe. <laughs> yeah, we're at 18.3K. So maybe get to 20. That'd be cool. Yeah, let's get to 20K by the summer. Yeah. We, we can, can do, do that. We can do it. Let's get to 20K by NCA Outdoors. Spread the word. I know all of you love the show in the chat. Yeah. Tell Spread a friend. the word. Spread the word. Also, you're going to be in Albuquerque. Yes, I leave Friday morning. So we won't, we'll have a show on Saturday. Night. Reaction show. Might just be me solo straight to camera from my house. Or me coming in from coming in. my hotel room. Oh, yeah. We're going to figure that out. But we don't have a show Friday because Gordon will be traveling and covering the meet. So we'll talk to you guys on Saturday night, hopefully. And then next week... Looks like we're going to have regularly programmed shows. Yep. So Monday, Wednesday, Friday, 1230 Central, live on YouTube. Check it out. Spread the word. Check out all the interviews that Gordon will be posting from Albuquerque. Thanks to Nico for producing. Yes, thank you. And we'll talk to you guys next time.